This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata here. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, how are you doing, Lindsey? Great. I'm great. I think... I think, I mean, obviously, I like it when we can talk about postseason after this week for the Cincinnati Bengals, but... I'm kind of just ready for the season to to call it over, to be honest with you, when it comes to regular season for the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, I mean, it is over. I mean, they're not making the postseason. <clears throat> you have a pretty pointless game to finish it out, which we're going to talk a lot about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Still listen. Not entirely pointless. You know, there's, it's going to be some people's last game, probably. It always is. You're uh, finally in the regular season. You never return absolutely everybody back from the same squad. Um, but yeah, uh, man. I mean, like, there's no postseason. What were you playing for? I mean, just because for love of the game, and then also gonna play because play hard because you want to beat your in-state rival and want to not go winless in the division. I think those would be the three biggest motivators for why the Bengals might come out and uh, try to, you know, kind of try to dunk on Cleveland a little bit. I would say if you're a Cincinnati Bengals fan, and and I, I get it because Jamar Chase talked to the media this week, and congratulations to Jamar Chase and Trey Hendrickson for making Pro Bowls again. I know the Pro Bowl voting is kind of a joke, uh, but I would say it's very easy to say those two um, deserve to be Pro Bowlers. Uh, when it comes to their talent and what they've been able to do, especially um, it's unbelievable what Trey's been able to do as far as the sacks this year. And we'll see if he gets to 18, 19, maybe 20. Um, I know they're going to be playing the Cleveland Browns backups in that game. So we'll see what that looks like when we give the preview. But Jamar Chase talked about it. And I think he said he was at around 73% going into this game. And it just sounds like, of course, I'm going to play. I want to play. Um, you know, good for him. I know how Zach Taylor talked to the media and he said, we're, we're playing this game to win. Um, I know how a lot of Bengals fans feel when they're out of the playoffs. It's like, oh, if you lose, you're probably going to help your draft pick. And I've said it before. I think they can only really fall to 13 and 16. And of course, 13 is still a pretty high number that you can be able to pick when it, when a season was pretty much lost when Joe Burrow went down. Um, but overall, we'll see how that looks for them. 
Um, obviously, you want to avoid any injuries going into the offseason. So hopefully everybody can stay healthy going into this last game. Uh, but, you know, to be determined, you know, does T. Higgins play? He was out of practice all week. He's been dealing with that hamstring injury. Is this his last game in Cincinnati? What does that outlook look like? Tyler Boyd, I feel like the writing's on the wall. This will more than likely be his last game uh, to be determined on the future at the right tackle position. But that feels like could be it for Jonah Williams, you know, listening to him talk to the media. Um, it's kind of a bittersweet game for this Cincinnati Bengals team. I still feel like they have a lot of talent. Of course, their core players, Joe Burrow, and I've said it before, Jamar Chase. And of course, I want to put T. Higgins in that conversation. I just don't know what the future looks like for the team in the long period of time as far as an extension. And on the defensive side, they still have a lot of question marks going into the offseason with a guy like DJ Reader up for a contract extension if that happens, if he comes back off an injury. So, I don't know. This this game feels it's a definitely a different vibe going into it. And doesn't mean a whole lot if they go winless in the division if they never had their healthy quarterback for any of those games. Yeah, not really. <laughs> but um there is all the possible final games. I mean a lot of those I think are are definite. I mean, Tyler Boyd, I don't see him coming back. I feel like if you do figure out a way for him to come back. It means that T's definitely gone, but I just, mm -hmm. I don't see them going through this off season without tagging T Higgins. Mm -hmm. That just feels inevitable. I know there is the, I think small, but vocal minority that wants to tag Jonah Williams instead. And I don't see that happening. Mm -hmm. um, noted Jonah supporter. People didn't like me last off season because I kept saying he's, fine and solid and a starting offensive tackle while they were hoping for Jackson Carmen and whatever else uh, trade him because Carmen's not that much worse or he could be better. I don't know, but a whole bunch of like, it's not fine to start Jonah Williams actually. <laughs> oh, that's, that gives me a nightmare to think about right now. If, if Jackson, yeah, if they would have tried to, to have attempted that strategy, but um yeah, so it's probably Jonah Williams' last game, speaking on the T. Higgins versus Jonah Williams franchise tag decision. Uh, unless a deal gets done with T, I don't see them tagging Reader. It could be Reader's last game. I mean, the thing that sucks is I, I'm obviously a very big Reader uh, supporter, but also, man, getting hurt in your contract year, that stinks, but also – one more step from that is just um, I had somewhere with this. I, 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 whenever you, whenever it feels like fans or analysts or somebody are coming up with a scenario that just doesn't sound plausible, that's when I think that player's gone. And the ones for reader are like one year prove it deal. It's like what? What do you mean? You think mm -hmm. he's not getting an offer better than a one year prove it deal on the open market? That's, that's not happening. That's might be the end uh, because I just don't think they're going to value it either being that he's not going to be 30 yet. I think he's going to be 29, but whatever deal you give him is going to take him through his age 31, 32 season. And the Bengals don't like giving money to those players. So you're looking at those guys, Shido Beuzie, big in this last era of the Bengals. I assume he's gone. That one with the one-year prove-it deal is like proof what he, he probably wouldn't start. Not yeah. the nothing against him, and he started over DJ Turner uh, in that last game. But DJ Turner is I'm 90, 80 somewhere in there. I'm fairly confident DJ Turner is one of your starting corners next year mm -hmm. with Mike Hilton and Cam Taylor Britt. Like that that feels like your corner 
your starting cornerback trio outside of something crazy happening. So Cheeto's probably leaving and going to go get paid and start somewhere else. So a lot of guys. Feels like a lot of guys possibility for this to be their last game. And that sucks. It really does. Um, you know, I'm I always try to look at the glass apple um because when your quarterback goes down, it's really hard, especially a guy like Joe Burrow. It's different for other franchises because they don't revolve around their quarterback or they have the number one defense um in the NFL. And that's one thing that the Bengals didn't have this year. Um, but I think you know, guys like Tyler Boyd, um, kind of just start with him before we get into all the Cleveland Brown and Cincinnati Bengals matchup. Um, he was one of those people. Uh, when he was drafted in Cincinnati, he always was really supportive um, the way he was in the wide receiver room and ended up being, you know, a really strong leader uh, with some of the younger guys when they were drafted. It was awesome to see the trio of T. Higgins, Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd in those conversations where is this the best three wide receivers in the NFL in any team? And, you know, you had that for a couple seasons. And um, I was I, I wanted them to win. I obviously wanted them to win the Super Bowl when they were in LA because that's my favorite team. I wanted them to win the championship, but I thought about guys like him and you can even point at Joe Mixon and just thought they've been through it all. They've been through the wins. They've been through the losses and it would just be really cool because of just how he's always been since he's been with the Cincinnati Bengals to see it finally get done for guys like that. Um, being around with the changes of Marvin Lewis to Zach Taylor, uh, finally winning a playoff game. I remember when they won the playoff game against the Raiders at home, he was leading the Hude chant with the stadium out, out of the, um, out, out, off the sideline. And I just thought this is so cool for him. It's so cool to see him uh, finally get this done. I know it's just a playoff win, but it, it's, it's awesome for Tyler Boyd. And I don't know. I just, I, I get it. I get why the team it's more than likely not going to bring him back and, and he'll go on another team. It'd be crazy if he went to the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised. We'll see where Tyler Boyd goes in 2024, but he's definitely one I'm going to, I'm going to miss. I get it, but he still did a lot of uh, fun things when he was on the team. And I've always really just enjoyed him as a wide receiver and just as a person on the team. Yeah. I mean, he's been here a long time. I mean, that, that Ravens, uh, is probably his most famous moment, the game against the Ravens in a final, in a regular season finale that had no bearings on whether or not the Bengals uh, made the playoffs or did anything. Actually sent the bill, the bills to the playoffs instead. There's even less stakes in this one though, because the Browns have locked in the five seed. So win or lose, it doesn't matter for them. Meanwhile, the Ravens, you have to at least play spoiler and like knock them out of the playoffs. So in a shame for, type of way that there is something fun there but um that was a long time ago and he got drafted the same year michael thomas got drafted i could still remember being upset that all those wide receivers went before the Bengals picked william jackson the third who was the first round pick in his draft class um will fuller oh, Corey coleman I think I can remember Laquan Treble was the last one. I thought he was going to make it to the Bengals and he did not pick. None of these guys ended up very good, except Will Fuller had a couple of seasons where he was very fun. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, oh, Josh Doxson. There's so many names. And then, yeah, second round was like Michael Thomas and Tyler Boyce. Like the second round was with good players. <laughs> but I remember being upset because I was like the Bengals were for sure going wide receiver in that spot. And then they couldn't because all the first rounders got taken. And then the second round, they get Tyler Boyd. And I think like, ah, you know, I wish this was whoever. <laughs> I don't remember who, but uh, how wrong that was. I didn't study the draft done. So, you know, don't come at me too hard. I just kind of like knew what guys were supposed to go where. 
Um, but that was, those are my those are two of my main memories. And then obviously you have in that uh, greatest terrible game of all time, the Bengals Dolphins, the where the Bengals came back, the year that they got the number one pick. Uh, Tyler Boyd towards the end of that game because the clock was running out was hurt and he was able to limp himself up onto the uh onto the line of scrimmage so that they could snap the spike and not take our 10 second runoff which i think might have ended the game because i think it was like the second to last play or something mm-hmm. and that always stick in my mind too another meaningless game but you know just putting putting your heart and soul out there for the for the team those all stick out i mean obviously the, the past couple of years he hasn't been the number one guy he's been the three he's been the third guy but he still has his moments he still has great games weirdly the one i remember the most for recently is uh and i you could probably think of a better game than this but there's two uh and they both happened in 2021 one was the jags thursday night game against urban meyer and trevor lawrence where they repeatedly ran the same concept with tyler boyd on the juke route the entire way down the field uh, for I think multiple drives and they was just unstoppable. And then the other one was uh, the Broncos game where he had that huge catch against uh, Vic Fangio's defense. And it was like, nobody was scoring in that game. You had what I think of as one of the great forgotten plays, f- funny forgotten plays where Khalid Kareem steals the ball from Drew Locke as he's trying to <laughs> do something. Oh, that was a wild game. It was like ten to like fifteen. Yeah, yeah. And Tyler Boyd caught that big touchdown. That was just like that was that was it. Like somebody scored a touchdown. <laughs> like the game mm-hmm. over. Um, so those are two I could two games I can think of recently from him. Do you have any to add on? Some probably some better better games. Oh my goodness! I just think when I think of Tyler Boyd, and he was always kind of the third down guy over the last couple of years yeah, and you know, yeah. during third downs, Tyler Boyd's going to get it. Tyler Boyd's going to get it. Um, and, and I agree with you, obviously, you know, this past year was kind of a down year for Tyler Boyd, but there's just so many moments of him being out there with the trio. Say T Higgins is tied up or one of the guys is dealing with an injury. You could always count on Tyler Boyd to step up. Um, I think, I don't think we talk about it enough. I think Tyler Boyd's absence in the AFC championship game changed that game offensively. And yeah. Cause it started there. off really good for them too, because the chiefs, the, partially because the chief slot corner got hurt on like the second play of the game. And then the way you could take advantage of that is they're going to have to pay attention to Joe Marche. So they're going to have to pay attention to T Higgins who they can't pay attention to when you're paying attention to two other wide receivers is the slot guy. And he gets to go against the backup. He was smoking them and he was smoking whoever they put in the slot. It wasn't just a backup guy. So he was about to be a big game, but then he also got hurt. Yeah, that one. And I always kind of do a, a what if, what what would have happened in that game if Tyler Boyd would have stayed healthy, um, you know, and we could say the same thing about the offensive line, if they would have had one more healthy offensive lineman. But overall, um, like I said, this one just feels like it's it's at a 95% chance of happening that Tyler Boyd is gone. Um, I wish him the absolute best and and hopefully, you know, maybe he gets one, one last touchdown at Paycor Stadium on Sunday versus the Cleveland Browns. And, uh, yeah, he's always just been a class act in Cincinnati. And, you know, just hearing Jamar Chase talk about him today, you could tell what a difference he has been uh, with this offense. Any other players besides um, – I, I, I'm not ready to talk about the last game for T. Higgins because to be determined if he's playing in this game, but I, I agree with you, I, it feels like a tag or maybe they work out an extension. But for me, I'm leaning more towards the franchise tag for T. Higgins going into 2024. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, I'm just expecting Higgins to be tagged, so I haven't really thought too much about it. If it is Higgins' last game, I mean, then that stinks uh, because I thought there would be at least another year. If if you had to guess and rank in order of likelihood of what happens, there is letting him go and just letting him walk and using the tag elsewhere or not using the tag at all to maybe save some money on extensions or something. There is tag and trade. There is tag and let him play. And there is long-term deal. What do you think is most to least likely? If he had a different agent. I feel like the extension. Yeah, but yeah, but he has. His agent. I have to factor that in. I have to factor in who his yeah. agent is. So that's going to be unfortunate for me. I think this team tries to do it one more year. Yeah, I think so too. Like, I think most likely is one more year. And I feel pretty confident. Like, if there was some type of, I don't know if there is, maybe there is some type of degenerate betting website that I could. Oh, okay. Then I would bet that he gets tagged in place next year. I don't know how I would cash that out if it happens. Um, Second, most likely. To me, it's it's. It, they want to control where he's going. All three of those just don't seem likely. The other three for this year, but maybe it's tag and trade. Mm-hmm. But this team doesn't trade, so that tells you how likely I think this is. But it's just the idea of Jacksonville, and maybe they don't want to trade Jacksonville at all. But I would think that Jacksonville really wants T. Higgins, Trevor Lawrence connection, bad wide receiver connection, a guy that can help unlock the other receivers and and a struggling offense and they're a playoff team so they have a reason to go all in if they just offer two firsts like you take that like i don't think you could actually refuse that if you were duke tobin because you go like well i mean we're not getting a long-term deal two firsts even if it was a first and a third or something like that but like a first plus even if it is another contender, I think you have to take that. So something like that happening, or maybe just Atlanta offering whatever their first round pick is or something like that. Could even be a second rounder. Uh, but I don't think they take a second rounder, personally. I think they'd rather run it back. And then I think I think it's more likely they get a long-term deal than it is they just let them walk this year. Yeah. But I do think next year, if I was betting, the most likely option might be that he just walks, which is unfortunate because you should be able to get something for him yeah and if this class wasn't so loaded at wide receiver and and the pushback i get from some fans when i say i wouldn't be surprised if the cincinnati Bengals take a wide receiver 13 through 16 um if one of these top wide receivers fall to them if not you could probably get one in the second round because it is a loaded wide receiver class the pushback i get is but they have yoshi they have charlie jones and they never really used them in this offense and you know, I get at times they didn't towards the end, but are you taking T. Higgins off? Are you taking uh, Jamar Chase off? Are you taking Tyler Boyd? I, I, I get it and I don't towards the end. I think you should have played uh, maybe some more of the younger guys in Charlie Jones and Yoshi. We saw it at times. But first round wide receivers a little bit different from your fifth and sixth round wide receivers of who you're going to be drafting. So uh, and they're good at they're good at drafting wide receivers. So I wouldn't be surprised. If we see that in the first or second round, I still think they go BPA and we'll get to all that, you know, in later months when we look towards the offseason. But I just think one more year with T. Higgins, see what can happen in 2024. Joe Burrow's contract really doesn't impact anything into 2024. Nothing crazy with the number. Um, And you get you get Jamar Chase done. 
I definitely believe Jamar Chase. They'll pick up the fifth-year option, but they'll get the Jamar Chase deal done in August. I believe the fifth-year option is really expensive for him because he's a multiple-time Pro Bowl. It's basically the same price as uh, a franchise tag, I think. Yeah. So, so I wonder yeah. if they do. I wonder if they do pick up the fifth year if they think it might be cheaper to just go without it and just do an extension. So what they can do is work in the extension, kind of like what they did with Joe Burrow. Right. Yeah. Right. But I think Burrow was on the old system where the fifth year wasn't that bad. Yeah, that could be true. I definitely would have to look into This is that. a new CBA thing. That's why oh, it's uncharted then waters. I could, then I definitely have that wrong. Um, <laughs> no, they, they did that with Burrow. It's just I don't think it was the same uh, price as like the franchise tag for a quarterback, which was high. Like that's why I think like they might – I think it's $20 million. That it's $20 million for the wide option. receiver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wonder if you just go like let's just work a normal deal. out. Like that's not really saving us any money here. That would um, be smart to do. Yeah, could be. I I don't know. We we haven't seen any of this yet. So you're I think, right. Who are some of the other? I try to think. Of, I think there's other players that met that protocol. So I'm wondering what their contract will look like too. I can't think of who. Well, I think what's going to happen is Justin Jefferson will probably be the first wide receiver going into this offseason that signs his extension. And he'll True. set the market. Then Jamar Chase could reset it after that, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jefferson, he had a fifth year that was normal, though, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Penny Sewell. Oh, that's the other guy. Penny Sewell is the other guy that, yeah, he, his his fifth year option will cost the same as an offensive tackle franchise tag. Huh? What 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 are the chances that the, the Sewell and the uh, Jamar Chase debate that we were having going into that draft, they're both going to be making a lot of money after their rookie contract. So um, that'll be fun to talk about. But I, I do. I, I think if you were look, to look at the outlook of that wide receiver room, I think Tyler Boyd, he's going to walk. I understand it from a front office perspective. Uh, T. Higgins, they're going to probably franchise tag. And I do believe they'll get Jamar Chase done. Um probably sooner than the kickoff of that Thursday night football game for Joe Burrow. Uh, I, I do. I feel like that's, that's what's going to happen there. But outside of that, I mean, I know f- how fans feel about Jonah Williams. Um, another guy, I hope he gets his bag and he goes to another team. He's um, he's, you know, he tried to work out in Cincinnati. It didn't work out. And I felt like despite how those early reports were when he had to move over to right tackle, he handled it as a pro. And yeah. um, that's all you can really ask for. I do also think that is probably what drove him from wanting to stay in Cincinnati, but he did handle it like a pro had a good season and now he'll probably go get paid somewhere that, I mean, look, you can play left tackle and right tackle. I'm sure you can go find somebody that'll pay you plenty of money. I mean, look at the Kansas city chiefs tackles, what they got. (laughs) Well, they can't afford one. They can't afford to spend much more on that offensive line, but two, they can't really, I mean, they need a left tackle only because Jawan Taylor won't play or can't play left. Oh, I don't but, want him to go there, but just look at, you know, you look at teams that need tackles yeah. and what they paid for their tackles. Jonah Williams will be just fine in the open market. And if I'm um, Jonah, I want the McGlinchey contract. I mean, overpaid for what he was, but hey, <laughs> that's that's what I would set the bar at. Like I'm better than that guy and I can play both sides. Yeah. So he'll, yeah, that'll, the writing's on the wall there. Um, and again, when you look at where the Bengals are in the draft, I wouldn't be surprised if they take a tackle. Um, yep. They're they're open to a lot of positions and and they still have some needs going into 2024. So we'll see what that looks like. Um, DJ reader. I don't want to think about it being his last year. Maybe I'm optimistic, but I think he's, I think he's, they're going to figure out a one-year deal and maybe I'm being too optimistic. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't see it happening. You don't see it happening. I think he's going to get a, a deal from somebody else and it'll be better than what the Bengals could offer in a one year. So if you just get hurt again in the one year, now you're 30 with no yeah, financial security. 
Yeah, DJ Reader, you should probably do what's best for you. But if you were a friend of the show, you would sign the one-year contract maybe <laughs> not for, for from the Cincinnati Bengals. Just one more year. Um, and another guy who this team, I think when you think about free agent signings, DJ Reader really kicked it off for the Bengals spending money in free agency in 2020. There was the conversations. I think Denver wanted him. Yeah, it was Denver. And he thought about the quarterback position because he knew the Cincinnati Bengals were going to draft Joe Burrow. And it was like, ooh, where do I want to go? And a guy who's only been here since 2020 is another piece of this defense. Um, At times, I I feel like it's fair to say now, he was their best player on defense. And just a huge uh, free agency signing by the front office. And it really started the, the very beginning of what we were able to see over the last few years when it comes to spending money, because they were definitely a lot of people talked about the Bengals front office. They don't spend enough money. They're not doing enough. And um, it was really cool because it hit. I don't know if you remember, maybe it, I just remember how free agency people react on Twitter, but it was right around four o'clock or four 30 when free agency could officially happen or get announced in 2020. And all of a sudden I see DJ reader, the Cincinnati Bengals. There's no way this is happening when everybody thought, Oh, they're not going to spend any money. Um, so yeah, he was the, the beginning beginning of of what really changed with the roster and um, really unfortunate to see him go down towards the end. Um, Wish him the best if this is it for him in Cincinnati. We'll see where he goes, but definitely someone where I'll keep an eye where he goes and and hope he uh, really succeeds, which I'll have no doubt about coming off his injury. Uh, But yeah, it's a little bit of a bummer. Is there anybody else I'm missing in this game? That's going to be it. Not that I could think of. uh, Yeah, that's about it. Well, this is it for the Cincinnati Bengals regular season finale, Cleveland Browns. It's, it's going to be a cold rain, according to the meteorologist. So I'm really excited about sitting through that, but I'll, I'll go, I'll go watch the game. We'll see what it looks like. It might be about, there might be a lot of Cleveland Browns fans there. Uh, we'll see though. Maybe not. Maybe Cincinnati Bengals fans will, will, will brave the cold and uh, the last game for the Cincinnati Bengals uh, for the 2023, 2024 season. Next we get to do predictions on it's always game day in Cincinnati we are back on it's always game day in Cincinnati Browns and Bengals as you mentioned before the Browns are currently locked in as a fifth seed it's very unfortunate the Cincinnati Bengals do don't have a postseason to play for this is it for them we're gonna see the majority of the starters Zach Taylor said they're gonna play to win Jake Browning will be out there uh, Jamar Chase will be out there. I'm sure Joe Mixon, I know he was dealing with an illness at practice today, but he'll be out there to be determined on T Higgins because he is battling that uh, hamstring injury. And you got to do what's uh, best for you in that situation. And hamstring injuries can linger. He definitely uh, was a champ for going back out on the field against the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm sure that wasn't easy, but uh, we'll see if he plays. Uh, what are you thinking about this game? Um, I. I don't know everybody on the Browns that's going to miss this game. Like, is Miles Garrett playing? I assume no. he might. No? Okay. I don't think so. If he plays, that would be kind of questionable to me. Well, he, he might be playing to avoid defensive player of the year, though. Oh, that's true. Yeah, because if Micah Parsons plays and gets, like, two sacks or something, it's probably over for him. Or T.J. Watt also is playing for something. If he gets he a sack or two and ends up 18, 19 sacks, like, eh, might not get as many votes as he might like. So I don't, I don't know everybody that is playing. I – I feel like I I just uh, I don't know. There's Miles Garrett plays. I'm like, yeah. Either way, this game I feel like it's fine for the Bengals. Like, I'm not rooting for them to lose, but I also can see why they should lose with nothing to gain. Um, move closer. I think that 
I always think top 12 pick is like uh, a really good um, pick in the draft. And then picking 13 is like right outside that. But that's also still good. You know, like, uh, yeah. just hope that somebody takes somebody that's not expected, which does happen most years. Um, whereas pick 19, I think it's the lowest I can go or highest, whatever you want to think of there. Oh, I didn't even think 19 was a 18. I guess we would on Saturday, you're going to be really big Pittsburgh Steelers and Houston Texans fans, because if they win, they'll have one more win no matter what for the Cincinnati Bengals. And I don't think yeah. the Bengals can go anywhere up. I'm surprised on the tiebreaker on that. Both those teams beat the Bengals in every matchup. They're well, oh, I can't even do the math. I'm 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 butchering it. They're I'm not bothered with this math, but yeah, yeah sure. Uh then someone tell win. me on Sunday at four o'clock where the Cincinnati Bengals are. Yeah, win lose, what where do they end up? Um so I think maybe it's 18 somewhere around there. It would have not to as, be. not as good of a pick. It's not yeah. a top half of the first round pick. It's like it's kind of no man land pick, which 13 is a little bit too, but at least it's not as bad. I think yeah. like 18, 19 is like, oh, yeah, fine. Sure. <laughs> Can't think of a ton of times the 18th, 19th pick worked out compared. Like, I feel like 13th pick could get a top 10 talent a lot of years, especially with all these quarterbacks that could go. So there's the reason for the Bengals to lose, the reason for the Bengals to win. So you don't go win this in division. You beat the Browns for the first time in – well, I guess they won last year. But, you know, a team that's been a thorn in your side, you beat them. So I can see the reason to do that, too, and just to win. You know, like you're supposed to go out there and win competitors. So I don't really have much of – I just – I don't have much of an opinion on this game, to be honest. I'm just – it'll happen. Like I said before, um, I'm just I'm – ready, I'm ready to get optimistic again about this team. I'm ready to talk off season. I'm ready to get excited about mock drafts of players that I've not watched at all. Uh, but I'm convinced because of the experts on the Bengals Twitter, which there are plenty to, of people to follow. Um, they're, they're really awesome. Parker Blake is one of them. Uh, draft guy, Jared, friend of the show, um, all have really good breakdowns and I've been following along and I'm trusting everything they say about these players. And I'm, I, I'm just not a big college football person to, to know enough about them outside of the wide receivers. I'm just not. Yeah, I, I, I get into it and in maybe March, early April, and I'm like, okay, this is the guy. This is the one. Uh, but but I trust that them when it comes to the breakdown of these players. Uh, the wide receiver classes they've mentioned before is really loaded. When you look at interior, that's going to be a need for the Cincinnati Bengals, and that could mean something if they're in the 13 range. Um, if that wide receiver falls, I wouldn't be shocked at all if they pulled the trigger and they got a top wide receiver that that's available for them, it will be interesting to see where they go. Um, but it, it will be BPA for me going into that first round. So this game, I agree. I feel like if you win, then obviously you don't go winless in the division. You go, uh, go into the off season with the win, uh, one more win at home. Um, but if you lose, you're probably just helping your draft standings and, and maybe you get a steal in the first round. Um, I'm just ready for it to be, to be over to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm kind of there. The nihilistic of like, it, the game will happen. I don't really care too much. Uh, I'm ready for it to be over and we move on to next season. 
Yeah, because I'll talk myself into everything. By by March, I'll have this whole plan or or April. This is who they're going to get. This is the free agent. This is their schedule. They're going to play the Carolina Panthers. This is going to be great for them. Uh, Joe Burrow updates are going to be amazing to get when he's finally back out there throwing. Uh, you know, you know, social media on, on the Bengals side will be so excited to see him throw football again um, after dealing with that injury. So I am. I'm just... I'll still watch the playoffs because I love the NFL more than any sports that Same. exists. Yeah, I plan on watching um, the playoffs for sure. I might, I might hate watch it sometimes because I don't want certain teams to win it. I'm just gonna become a Lions supporter. I want the Lions to do it. Dan Campbell, man, he is has me all in. Everything he says is awesome. I really do. And for their city, I, I at least hope they win a playoff game uh, because their fans are passionate. It really does remind me how the Cincinnati Bengals fans felt in 2021 when they were able to finally end that drought, which is the same amount of years the Detroit Lions are dealing with. Um, so it would be really cool to see that happen. Um, I think the Rams could end up surprising a lot of people in the playoffs. They're playing pretty hot right now. Matthew Stafford. They're probably. <laughs> I think it's likely they play the Lions round one, though. Oh, oh, poor Lions. Poor Lions. What if the Rams? I mean, well, one of those two teams, I like, I, I'm fine with I both of them. I don't, I don't have a problem. It's not the Rams' fault. Ron Torbert called the flag on, on Logan Wilson. Um, right. And I don't have a huge dislike for them or anything like that. Um, so, yeah, I would be totally fine if the Rams found a way to get back to the Super Bowl. Um, I think the Bills are the team and we'll get into kind of the playoffs because we'll talk a little bit about that while we're talking Bengals off season going into next week. But I think, you know, the bills could surprise a lot of people too, but yeah, this game is, it's just, it's one more to get over with um, until we get into the off season and we can talk everything since 90 Bengals. We don't have to talk about a Joe Burrow contract extension. So that's going to be really refreshing. That's going to be out of the way. Now it's on to Jamar Chase and uh, T Higgins. So we'll see how that goes on social media, but I think Jamar Chase will get done um, during the preseason training camp time frame but yeah for the Cincinnati Bengals maybe I don't even think it's an over 37 points yeah um I don't know like if, if defenders don't play I could see the over going and I mean we have to remember Jake Browning was good for a few he weeks was, and this is, yeah 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 Jake Browning still he'll be playing Jamar Chase is still playing football on Sunday yeah Tyler Boyd the other weapons okay it's over 37 Higgins, we'll see yeah i don't know i, I don't i wouldn't bet that line <laughs> that's how i feel i definitely wouldn't make any bets in that game to be honest with you uh maybe a jamar chase touchdown I, I would feel i feel pretty good about that but we'll see what it looks like um but yeah cincinnati Bengals, cleveland browns cleveland will be playing some of their backups but the cincinnati Bengals are uh playing their starters so we'll see what that looks like again to be determined if t higgins goes dealing with that hamstring injury as of thursday Jamar Chase says he's going about 73% right now. Tyler Roy will be out there. Uh, Joe Mixon dealing with an illness, but he'll more than likely be out there. What I'd like to see some Yoshi, Charlie Jones, Chase Brown. Why not? Your last game, you have nothing to lose. Uh, defensively, we'll see what that looks like. But um, unfortunately, they'll go into the, the offseason with some some defensive uh, problems that I think are they can fix with, um, you know, in free agency and, and even in the draft and some of these other guys getting their first full season as starters under their belt. So, that's where I'm at. I think uh, you got to give a score. So I'll go uh, 21 17 Cincinnati Bengals. I was kind of surprised the Bengals were favored by seven, right? That's insane to me. Maybe there are a lot of Browns that I don't even know aren't playing. Like maybe Miles Garrett for sure isn't playing and all these other guys. That'd be ideal. Uh, yeah. Miles Garrett for me almost swings that line like two, three points by himself. 
if he didn't play in these matchups, if he did not play in these matchups, I would feel confident about Cincinnati every single time. They just feel like such a mismatch every time they play the Cleveland Browns. But every time he's out there, I'm terrified for my quarterback. Yeah, they actually have corners that can hang with the wide receivers too, which mm-hmm. is not very many teams have. Uh, uh, 2017. Um, yeah. Bengals. There you go. People <laughs> right. You know, my, my record for the year, if the Bengals win, is nine and eight because I picked this incentive. Well, maybe there was one game I didn't pick them. There in was the one game. We both the Niners? picked them. No, we both picked them to lose against the Rams and they won. We did. That game was yeah. so wild to think about. If you if you go back and think about that game, because they couldn't get anything going offensively, but defensively, it was one of the, my favorite games from the defense. And I thought the defense is back, everyone. It's okay. And it yeah. kind of wasn't. It wasn't. And yeah, I, that Niners game, I can't believe I picked them. I, mean, I have to go back because that was uh that's still my favorite game of the season. And we can kind of talk about that next week and kind of going back into the season, a little look back. On this 2023 season, all wasn't lost. Thank you for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.